Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. First of all, welcome Mr. and Mrs. Chen with their beautiful baby boy Samuel. Oh my goodness. Oh, good to see you guys. Hope you're doing well. Make sure you go and say hi to them. Um, Also, we have a blast from the past. Hannah Waters back in town. How you doing? (laughs) So make sure you see these guys and welcome them and make them feel super, super loved. Um, So that, that wasn't Well, I was going to say that had nothing to do with my message. Um, But what I wanted to highlight to you is that something very special is happening right now. And most of you probably don't know what's going on unless you've ducked into Lift Kids this morning. We have a very young high school student, Julia Ramirez, leading the Lift Kids team for the very first time this morning. This morning. So the thing is that, like many of you may not know, but we see Lift Kids as such a special opportunity to build into our young people and it's it's we every week try to bring such quality ministry to your kids and and I hope you're seeing the fruit of that but as well we want to use it as an opportunity to build up the leader in our young people and so Julia is usually a team member on um, on Andre's team actually but this morning she's actually leading the team so she's taken that step of faith that step up and she's leading that and we've even got Ali and um, and uh, Ethan helping out on the team they usually attend lift kids but they're old enough now and they're asking hey can I help out I want a bit of responsibility I want to grow as a leader and so we've got them helping her out as well this morning and of course we've got Josh Kemp in there just to just to you know be that team leader who's been in there for a while um, but if you see Julia in the foyer afterwards give her a big um, high five a pat on the back because it's pretty amazing what she's doing and we're raising leaders in there not just so they can lead the next generation coming up but actually lead their generation as well be a role model in their generation um, so just wanted to let you know that's that's actually what happens in Lift Kids just keep it on the down low um, or not don't that's cool um, this morning um, as you know my lovely husband is not here um, so Pastor Nate is actually um, at Freedom City Church this morning um, yes and Derek's Derek's my ninja today I'll give you some room he's going to be bringing up my message props I bet many of you will actually guess what I'm speaking on when all the props are up here um, but just so in case you're wondering Pastor Nate is um, preaching at Freedom City Church today he is a part of their board and they've invited him to to share with the church and so um, be praying for him and I know he's going to do a brilliant job we love we love the messages that he brings so that's what he's doing this morning in case you're wondering um, but this morning thank you Derek fantastic job I'll turn that there. Just don't mind the word cheer. Just focus on the word seed. Um, I love cheer. Anyway, today's not going to be about health. All right. So um, this morning, as I was preparing um, to to bring a message to you, by the way, this message isn't, it doesn't fit into the Galatians series. We're actually starting that next week. And so I was given a free topic. So I was like, yes, God, we we basically, you've got full control and you just say whatever you want to say. You're not confined to our series. Um, And so this morning, he actually impressed on me to share with you um, something that I'm currently going 
through um, in my devotional life with God. And so what I'm sharing with you today actually just came from my um, devotional book. And so, um, but what I want to speak to you about today is the topic of fruitfulness. And um, God very strongly impressed that He wants to encourage each and every individual here this morning that no matter what background you come from, no matter how you've been raised, what family you've been a part of, or what credentials you have, He has created you to bear fruit and He's created you with the potential to bear fruit, good fruit, um, and, and to really produce good things through your life. And so that's the, um, that's the message I want to be bringing you to this morning. Um, and I really believe God's going to encourage hearts to keep your ears open, keep your hearts inclined with faith, um, and we're going to hear from God this morning. Amen. Fantastic. So, um, first scripture for this morning, John 15, verse 16. If you've got your Bibles or your iPhone, you can write that down. It says this, You did not choose me. This is Jesus speaking to us, his disciples. You did not choose me. I chose you. And I gave you this work to go and produce fruit. I want you to produce fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you anything you ask for in my name. We were created to produce fruit. But you know, a lot of the time we actually pay attention to the last half of that scripture where it says you can ask God the Father for anything in Jesus' name. How many of you love that part of the scripture? Yes. Yeah, I know there's more of you. You're just not doing it. Um, so we love that part, but there is the prerequisite. There is the part where um, the part that we play and the part of fruitfulness before that. So the thing is... I. Is my, are my slides working? No? Okay. All right. So what I had was a picture of um, this uh, orange tree in full bloom. And then there was a picture of a short root. And so some um, sometimes when we look at our lives, we, we actually believe and we think, yes, we, we're supposed to be living lives like this orange tree with full of fruit. But sometimes we take a step back and we evaluate our life and we look on the inside into our heart and we actually see the fruit or maybe the lack of fruit that we're producing and we feel more like this little shoot. And so this, um, this gap that we sense between, yes, God wants me to be that fruitful person. He wants to bring great things out of my life. But right now, I actually feel more like this little shoot. I feel like maybe I'm on the beginning of my journey or I haven't yet quite seen the fruit that He's promised me. And we find that gap a bit overwhelming. And, and sometimes we don't know how to navigate this journey of going from a seed, going from a little shoot into this beautiful big tree that bears fruit fruit. And so this morning, I want to talk about this journey and what I believe is a journey of faith, going from, um, going from the promises of God in seed form into actually seeing His truth and His Word become fruit in our lives. So recently, um, Pastor Nate and I, actually for the last year and a half or so, um, Pastor Nate and I have been praying over a few particular things in our personal life. Um, and one of those things is to start a family. Um, now, this year and a half, it's been um, filled with hope. It's had its awesome moments of, yes, God, I believe um, that this is what you want to do for us. And then it also had those moments where it's like, 
this is getting really tough. Um, we had recently booked to go for a conference and so um, a little tradition that we have before conferences is that we sit down and we have a chat and we just discuss the things that we believe or we're wanting God to speak to us about over the length of that conference. And so this thing was just always in the back of my mind and so I was like, yeah, this is what I want to believe for. I want to believe that God will speak to us about our house sale, um, but as well building a family, starting a family. And of course, God is so good. Um, The first night of conference, as I was in worship, um, God showed me this picture of us standing in front of a house holding up a sold sign. You know those big sold signs that they whack on the sign? Yeah, so we're holding up one of those and I was there with a pretty good sizable bump. Um, So I was like, awesome, God, yeah. I I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, But part of me as well, pretty much immediately my response was, God, I don't want this to be me. I don't want this to be my imagination, as in like I want to be that person in that picture, but I don't want this to be me imagining this picture. I, I need to know that this is from you because I don't want to go through that, that cycle of doubting and then hoping, doubting and hoping because how many of you know the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick and so if you've ever been there, it's really, really tough. And so I was like, okay, God, um, if this really is you, is you confirm this word to me um, over conference in Jesus name amen so enjoyed the rest of conference and I'd actually forgotten that I prayed that prayer up until the very last night where the guest speaker gets up and starts to talk about how God has given him this special grace this special anointing or ability to pray for couples who are wanting to start a family and for them to fall pregnant um, and and the rest is history have their kids build their family Um, and so as he was saying this and saying that I want to actually pray for those who are wanting to start a family who've been trying but haven't seen any fruit he um, got everyone you know who wanted that to come up to the front laid hands on us started to minister to us and all the while I was like God are you serious like if I wanted a confirmation maybe another word or maybe someone someone coming up to me in private saying hey like God put on this on my heart for you like you're gonna have kids blah 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 but no he actually made it so public so I I would not have a doubt at all that this was God confirming this word to me how good is God yeah he's just so good to us in that way and so we're up there we're receiving prayer and God is downloading this promise into our heart and then time goes on right and so um if you've ever been in this place, you, you're kind of thinking, okay, with time, I'll just wait and see how this seed is growing, how this promise is going. And um, a few weeks, months had passed and, um, and I started to see that, okay, this promise was not yet in the works. Maybe God got a bit busy with somebody else's promise and, you know, started to do more watering on their seed. Um, he hasn't quite gotten to mine yet. How many of you have ever felt like that? Yeah? Yeah. And so time goes on and you start to uh, revert back to doubting the promise or revert back to, man, God, was that really you? Like both of those times, was that really you? Um, But at that point, that was when I I kind of just came to myself and I was like, you know, I've had enough of going in that circle. I've had enough of doubting and hoping, doubting and hoping. 
And so God, I want to understand. I want to understand what you're doing in my life right now, in our situation right now. And you know, God's word says that when we seek him, we will find. When we seek for those answers with our whole heart, he comes and meets us and he meets us with the answers that we're seeking. And so God saw my heart that it was contrite, that it was honest, that God, I, I want to understand what's going on. And so what he did was he brought me to the book of Mark chapter 4 and it was in this scripture that he showed me some answers and he really encouraged my heart and that's my prayer for you this morning, whether you're in this season or not, that you would be encouraged that God has your life in his hands. He's got a plan for you. All right, so in Mark chapter 4... we see uh, Jesus speaking to a crowd and he's talking about this parable of the sower. Parable basically just means a story that people can relate to. Um, We often actually talk in parables here on Sunday and you don't know it. Um, And we'll try to anyway. Um, And then sower is basically a farmer. So it's someone who sows seed, like my farmer's hat. So that's what that represents. Um, so Jesus is telling this story to the people. And um, I'm just going to read a little bit of the passage and then I'm going to try explain to you and unpack the terms that he's using. So chapter 4. If you're reading along in your Bibles, it says from verse 3 to 9, A farmer went out to plant seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon withered under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear, let him hear. And so as much as it sounds like Jesus is teaching this crowd of people how to farm, how to do well with their crops and things like that, that's actually not what he was talking about at all. What he was trying to help people understand was that there are varying degrees of receptivity to his word. And so um, let's unpack this a little bit. So the sower represents God. He's the one that sows his word into our life. He sows his truth into our life. And then we've got the seed. So we've got the seed that he scatters over us. And this represents the word of God. So when you read your Bibles, that's sowing seed into your life. It represents the truth of God. You know how sometimes we believe lies that God never intended us to believe. He wants to bring his truth into those situations. And the seed also represents Jesus, the person of Christ. So he himself and how um, we are actually meant to be being transformed into his likeness and that's us bearing the fruit, becoming like the person of Jesus. So we have God who comes along and sows this seed and then we have this seed that turns into fruit. So we've got some fruit up here, some like kids play toys. We've got some watermelon, I love watermelon, we've got some apple. Um, And so God turns this seed into fruit in our life and what fruit is in our life is basically God's word to us fulfilled. So that's like the end form of God's word in seed form in our life. So now let's look at the different grounds and what they represent. The different grounds that Jesus talks about in this parable represent the state of the human heart. First, we start off with the path and the path represents a hard, unbroken heart. The word here 
doesn't get to penetrate at all because the surface is just super hard. And what happens is the seed lays on top and stays on top of that surface. And then because we have an enemy who doesn't want us to hear the Word of God and have that penetrate our hearts, he comes and gathers up the seed and snatches it away and no fruit is birthed out of that seed at all. You know, we all have loved ones that we feel we can't yet talk to them about Jesus, about the things that God is doing in our life because they just don't have ears to hear. Um, And often when it comes to people who have that hard heart, all it takes is, and I say all it takes, sometimes it takes a long, long time, but my conviction is that people with hard hearts just need to be loved. They actually need to be shown the unconditional love of God and that's what softens people's hearts. If you think back on your journey and what softened your heart, I bet it was the love of God through people, Um, people who just served you, who prayed for you, who loved on you, no matter how difficult you were being. You know, I remember um, in youth ministry, it was when we just started out um, in a previous church plant that I'd been a part of. We just started and it was like the second week of youth ministry that this um, young girl came in. She looked rough as guts. She she wore this, um, uh, like she she was a really bit of a tomboy, I guess, and wore this biggie, uh, big baggy jacket and um, yeah, and she just wore this cap backwards and, you know, she just looked really rough and she'd always have a fringe over her face. Like she was a bit like, you know, I don't want to talk to anyone. Um, And I just remember looking at her one week and I was like, God's going to get to you and I want to be the vessel that he gets to you in. And so every week I made it um, my priority to sit and have a chat with her, no matter how difficult it was, no matter how I was like, she is not giving me anything to talk to her about. Um, No matter how difficult it was, slowly but surely, I saw the love of God literally transform this girl. It was incredible, the turnaround. Like you wouldn't believe if you met her a year on, you wouldn't believe that she was the same person. And so the love of God is what softens those hard hearts. So that's the path. The hard, unbroken heart is represented by the path. The second ground that Jesus talks about is the rocky ground. And so this is um, ground that allows the word to go into a person's heart, but it's at a superficial level. There's not too much soil for this root to actually bear down um, and grow. And so these are uh, the people who respond really well instantly with joy and, and we all celebrate with them, but they respond really quickly. But when the tough times come, when um, things start to get a little bit difficult, um, the seed and the root that it has withers up and dries out. Um, I, I remember getting... When I worked at a cafe, um, I remember inviting a friend um, to come to church with me, and he did, and it was awesome. Um, and I remember him responding to to the word, and it was like, yeah, the first time that he came, he responded. It was fantastic. And I remember as well um, when I was a youth leader, and I had a great group of um, Connect girls. It was awesome. We had so much fun together. But they would respond to the word, um, and and it was like they'd they'd respond so quickly, and they had so much joy about it. They got so excited. But because the the revelation of God's love only stayed at a superficial level, only stayed at that surface level, when difficult things happen like you know they'd go back to their families and their families they tried their best but it was just a broken home Um, it would uproot them and and what God had done in their life would slowly wither because there wasn't that root that could go down there wasn't that soil that could go down and so that's the rocky ground 
the thorns, the third type of ground that Jesus talks about. Here the word goes into the person's heart and it begins to grow. And actually the promise of fruit, um, sorry, the produce of fruit looks really promising. It actually looks like, wow, this person is tracking along well. But then here comes the thorns and the thorns look like the cares of the world. It looks like um, pursuing things in the world that aren't necessarily bad, but it's just it's just the pursuit of those things and the deceitfulness of riches as well, which isn't just money, but it could be um, wanting to pursue a name for yourself or create a reputation out in the world. Now, what happens is these thorns come and they choke what is going on, not because any sin has come in necessarily, but because of the energy that this person was once devoting to the things of God and to the seed that he had planted in their life. They're now giving that same devotion and that energy to these other pursuits and so they're withdrawing from the seed from watering the seed that God had given them and it's going towards these other things and you know what God spoke to me about is that these other things that we can get caught up in pursuing actually have zero promise of producing fruit in our life if you think about it, we pursue things like having a house. We pursue things like having a car. And yes, they meet practical needs in our life, of course. But when we put all of our devotion and energy into that, that's all it ever is. It's just a practical thing. It can't produce fruit in our life. But the Word of God, if we nurture that seed, that is the thing that produces fruit in our life. And so those are the thorns. It's the worries of the world. It's, it's wanting to um, pursue things out there instead of pursuing the seed that God has given us. And then there's the good soil, of course, and everyone wants to be the good soil because this is the person who accepts the Word of God for themselves and they, they reap the harvest of 30, 60 or 100 times what, what was sown into them. And so we all want to be that person. So I know that was very heavy just now. Oh, great. We've got the summary up there. Fantastic. Thank you, team. You're awesome. Um, so that's very heavy, but I needed you to get that because of um, the rest of the message. It's to set up the rest of the message. So we have our sower. We have got our sower. We have the seed, which is his word, which is his truth to us. We have the fruit, which represents God's truth fulfilled in our life. And then we've got those various conditions of the human heart. Now, what God began to speak to me about through this parable of the sower was that faith was in fact a journey. Faith wasn't an isolated or faith isn't something that we um, conjure up in an isolated event. It wasn't that moment that I had at conference and, and that's the only time I needed faith. But it's actually a continuation from there, from receiving the seed. We must have faith in those different situations and different choices that we make. The growth of the promise of God from seed form to fruit form requires sustained faith. And so in the example of the rocky ground and the thorns, the seedling withers. It doesn't just die overnight. Withering is a process. It's a, it's a process that is over time. It takes time to wither. And so with the things in our life, when where our attention is being dragged to another place, that's not an instant thing. That's not something that happens overnight. It's a process. It's a, it's a thing that happens only over time. And it's not over time that the cares of our world, the things that we're carrying, that overtake us. It's not um, an overnight thing. It takes some time. And so there's opportunity in this process to engage our faith again. And that's what God wants us to do. 
You know, with the situation that Pastor Nate and I were believing for in starting this family, my faith was like this seesaw. It's like I would be up in faith, I would be choosing faith, and then there would be moments that I'd be choosing doubt. And so what I was doing was actually plucking up the roots that God was trying to bear down in my heart when it came to this promise. I was up and down. I saw faith as that moment at conference. I saw that that was the most important moment for me to have faith, and then I could kind of just let it relax for the rest of the time. But that's not the truth, and we're not going to get anywhere if we see faith like that. But if we see faith as a constant, if we see faith as an opportunity we have in the every single day, in the every single day choices that we make to choose faith or to doubt, it's when we choose faith in those times that we will actually see this seed become fruitful in our life. And I realized that because I was up and down, choosing faith, choosing doubt, that's why I hadn't actually seen this promise fulfilled in my life. You know, God desires us to grow into people who, when we're at the end of our life, we look back and we see a harvest. We look back and see all of these times where we've um, produced fruit in our life. You know, we've all met that one person that kind of talks to you about the same thing over and over again that God did in their life, that one awesome, like it was an awesome thing, but it's that one thing that they keep talking us to, talking us about. But when I'm older, I want to be that person that has multiple things that I can tell my grandkids and my children, hey, God came through for me at this point, at this point, at this point, and I want to have lots of fruit that I can be able to show off for God's glory and for His kingdom. Um, I don't want to be like that one person that's like my one story, one, my one back in the glory day. But the Bible says that we go from glory to glory, and that's the progression that He wants us to be on. So faith isn't an isolated event. It is a series of choices and we have opportunities every day to choose faith or to choose doubt. And it's only when we choose that faith that we are going to see fruitfulness in our life. So that was the first thing that God was showing me. The second thing was that He showed me my heart was like this rocky ground that the seed fell on. I had this superficial understanding of God's faithfulness to, to myself. I could believe for other people. I didn't have difficulty believing for other people, in fact. And um, yeah, and it was only through this process that I realized, hey, I'm actually struggling with believing for myself. And it was because I only had a surface level revelation of God's faithfulness to us, to me. When I was 14 years old, um, I just went through the season of anorexia and um, yeah, just really hating on this body that God had given me. Um, and so whenever Nate and I would sit down to pray for this, for the family that we wanted, we would pray and um, this, this memory would always come to my mind. And now I recognize it as the enemy wanting to bring doubt and bring discouragement, but this memory would always come. And so whenever we'd pray, I'd be thinking about, oh, but all the things that I've done to myself, like I haven't treated this body well. I haven't been faithful with the seed that God had given me. I didn't steward this well when I was 14. So why would God try? Trust me now to have kids through this same body now. And so in my mind, it was this war of sometimes I would believe that God, His goodness extended towards me 100%. But then there'd be moments where I felt unworthy because of what I had done, because of the seeds that I hadn't stewarded well or hadn't sown in my past. 
And so it was this up and down thing. But then God brought me to his word again. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 13, it says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Don't you love that? For he cannot deny himself. His character is faithfulness. And he can never go against his own character. Psalm 33 verse 4 says, For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. Why don't you just take a moment right now and and accept that for yourself. Everything that God has done for you is out of his faithfulness to you. Wow, how incredible is that? I know that that really spoke to me when I was going through this time and I realized that God's version of faithfulness isn't actually... um, It's not tainted by how I treat him. It's not tainted by my faithfulness to him. But his faithfulness stands the test of time. He is faithful to us even when we're faithless and going through the tough times. He is so good to us. And in this passage, God highlighted to me that the sower, the one that goes out to sow the seed, he himself, he is diligent in sowing seed. He doesn't um, go out, you know, once and then sees what the soil does with the seed and doesn't do it again. But he goes out every season, there's fresh seed. Every season, there is seed that he's wanting to put into our life, wanting to pour over our hearts. And he is so diligent and faithful in sowing his promises into us. But then the challenge came and God questioned me. Every month, are you going to be faithful to my seed? Every month, are you going to be faithful to me, the sower? That's the challenge that he gave me. And as he was challenging me, he gave me this picture. And I think we might have it on there. Um, This picture of an orchard. I saw an orchard of um, orange trees and it wasn't just like, two or three rows. It was rows and rows and rows. And God showed me this and immediately I thought, oh God, this could have been me right now. And I began to apologize and repent of all the times that I had been unfaithful. All the times that I hadn't sown seed and I hadn't been diligent and I'd been a bad steward. But of course, God never means to discourage us. And he said, hold up, (laughs) lift up your eyes. I was showing you this because this is who you're going to be. This is what can come out of you being faithful with this new seed right now. And so... I don't know where you're at this morning, but I believe that God has put seed into each and every one of you by virtue of the fact that you come here every Sunday. God is scattering seed over your life. But what are you going to do with that seed? Are you going to let the past discourage you? Are you going to let that get you down how maybe you failed as a steward of the seed? I've been there, so I can say that. But the thing is, God forgets that when we repent, when we apologize, he forgets that, he forgets our past. And he gives us a picture to look toward in the future. And so this morning, I'm actually gonna invite the band up now because I really sense that God wants to minister to people right now. John 15 verse five says, "'Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. "'Those who remain in me and I in them "'will produce much fruit. "'For apart from me, you can do nothing.'" We can't bear fruit without God. 
We try to do things on our own and we try to think, yeah, we've got this. But the truth is only when we're in God can we produce fruit in our life. We can't change the past. We can't go back and reclaim that seed and be faithful with it again. But God says, leave it there. That's fine. I'm doing a new thing. There is a new seed for you this morning. And what we can determine this morning is how we're gonna steward this seed. Are we gonna be good stewards? Are we going to be faithful to God? Are we gonna be faithful to Him being the sower and Him putting seed into my heart? You know, I've determined to be faithful, to hear God's Word. I love how Jesus says at the end of that parable, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So God is saying, keep your ears open. Keep your ears open to my truth, to my Word, because I wanna do a new thing. I want to take you from this seed form today and I want, to, want you to bear fruit, much fruit, 30, 60 times what I'm sowing into you right now. That's what He wants for us. And so when we live a life that's stewarding His seed, you know what we get when we enter into eternity? We get God the Father coming to us and saying, well done, good and faithful servant. The seed that I planted in you you have taken, you've accepted it for yourself. You've accepted my word, my truth for yourself and it's been able to produce fruit. And you know what? God's fruit isn't just to bless us, but He so does. He wants to show His goodness to us. It's not just a theory we can have about Him, but He wants to show us His goodness. But the thing is as well is that He allows us to bear fruit because when we show off our fruit of, wow, look at what God has done in my life, other people start to see the fruit and other people start to believe that their lives can be more than what they see right now at the moment. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lyft, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.